What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Latina the podcast that is untamed, uncensored, and always unapologetic. Welcome to the finale of season three. I wasn't actually, believe it or not, going to have an end of the ep- like an end of season. I really was just going to try to continue to pump out episodes, but I did a lot of thinking, and I really just think that having a refresh, a reset, uh, you know, planning out my episodes, formatting the show, getting a good schedule going. Um, I have so many episodes on the docket for recording and, you know, for season four, and I'm super excited, more guests, um, you know, more topics, more, just more everything, just, just more. And we're, expanding and evolving so I'm really excited for season four I am gonna take a couple of months to get it all together and make sure that it's perfect for you guys but welcome to the season finale of season three season three has been fantastic um season three showed me a couple of things it showed me that we definitely needed a rebrand, you know, we definitely, you know, having guests on the show, I think is amazing. I feel like you guys really enjoy both, which is really nice um, for me, because I know that this started off as a single person podcast, and it, it will primarily stay that way. And, you know, me having guests on the show, I think is really great. So you seem to enjoy both, which I love. So that makes me really happy. Um, And to be honest with you, I was gonna leave you off with some reckless ass episode. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. Because I don't know, I feel like my last episodes were a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I just decided we're going to leave off on a bit of a different note. Um, So as you know, all of my episodes come from some sort of inspiration. I don't just pull like any topic out of the thin air. Um, It comes from inspiration. And I the at the very beginning of my show. In season one, you know, I share my experiences, I share experiences of those around me, and that's what birthed this show. And now it's evolved into a self-help, um, growth, reinvention, changing our perspective. Anyway, it's a, we're, we're, we are a lot, honey, but you knew that. So, actually, I'm going to take a sip of my cafecito because it's early in the morning. It's like 6.55 in the morning. Mm. Let me tell you something. If you are actually not even, if you're like a coffee drinker or like a tea drinker, and this is not an ad, but I think Ninja should cut me a check because I'm about to just like, I don't know what the machine is called, but I have a Ninja. I stepped up from the Keurig and it's been the best change of my life. Um, this ninja is the, um, it's like the espresso, uh, 
or the cappuccino specialty ninja where you can like make cappuccinos and espressos and stuff and it has a tea setting so for all my tea drinkers like you just flip a little knob and then boom it's all tea anyway it's the best like 220 dollars i've ever spent i love my coffee my coffee let me tell you something if my coffee in the morning is not top tier my whole day is fucked up that's just like that's it and also to my coffee mug like is anyone else like that where like you have to have like a certain coffee mug to start your day I don't know there's like a certain mug that just like makes me happy like if my coffee mug like I have three to four coffee mugs that just if I grab it like I know I'm gonna have a good day I don't know. It's just like the way that the handle is on my hand. I really enjoy like bowl shaped coffee. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I just love. Anyway, my coffee is my staple in my morning. So, um, yeah, if my coffee is not right, then we got to start the whole day over again. Go to bed, wake up again, and then just start start the whole day over again. <laughs> because I am not going to like if my coffee's garbage no I need to redo it all over again because I don't settle bitch like I just do not settle like contentment is not my thing like I just and I feel like there's a really bad stigma around people who let's say are picky or I don't like the word picky I don't even think the picky is the word people who are very selective with the things in their life and it seems as though like some people are like like, you know, you could be labeled as like anal retentive. Like there are just certain things like I'm very picky or like I'm very particular with the things that, you know, I have in my life. And if you, I apologize, but if you hear a bunch of banging, it's because my son woke up this morning and chose chaos. So he's just throwing shit all over my house. So if you hear that in the background, that's my son. And that's just, you know, that's just, it is, I don't have a big fancy studio. I'm in my son's bedroom. You know what I'm saying? So that's, it is what it is. Okay. But, you know, people are, it's like when you're very particular with the things that you have in your life or the, or the decisions that you make in your life, it's like people like to look down on that. And that doesn't really make much sense to me because, when I'm super particular and I'm and I know exactly what I want and I'm not going to first and I'm not I'm never going to settle for things that I don't want. Like that shit makes me real happy. Do you know what I mean? And I just don't know. I don't know why sometimes being looked at like or, or, or when you are very selective with the things in your life, the people in your life. The situations, you know, when you don't settle, people are like, oh, you mad bougie or you mad picky or like your standards are too high. And it's just like, no, bitch, like, no, they're not. It's just I know exactly what I deserve. I know exactly what I want. And if it's not that, then I don't want it. Period. You know what I mean? And it like. I think that it comes down to a couple of things and a lot of people, even a lot of people I know settle for mediocrity in so many aspects of their lives. 
on a daily basis, you know, jobs, friends, love lives, and you, you let these, even like when you let people just do whatever they want or shit on you, or, you know, you're in a, in a toxic relationship that is really just draining you. It's like, rather than taking a leap making a change you would rather stay complacent in your life rather than moving on to a completely new opportunity and you know I think that a lot of it also comes down to like okay well what's the benefit if I make this like what is the benefit if I make this change like a lot of you or a lot of people not a lot of you Jesus sorry a lot of people don't know the feeling of being incredibly happy and not settling. Like a lot of people don't know what that feels like. So if you don't know what that feels like and that's the only benefit that you might get, you're probably not going to change the situation that's around you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you cannot get excited for a feeling that you've never felt before essentially is what I'm saying. And I think that that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't make these changes. And, you know, it's all about like, you know, does the benefit outweigh the cost of you making these changes? And it's really, it is a really tough decision because it is easier to be stuck in familiarity or to be complacent in your everyday, you know, comfort little bubble. Like it really is. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why a lot of people just stay in their little bubble and they don't look outside to see habits or life that is more desirable and I mean even with the, I mean there are just so many people in my life that I know that are just like popping up in my brain um people are incredibly terrified of change and taking risks and it's it's insane because some of these people are incredibly ambitious and have incredible work ethics or you know, are just really amazing people, but they get stuck in situations that are not good for them because they're afraid of change and failure. And truthfully, and I, I, I was in a meeting the other day with one of our future guests on the show. And I was like, and I said to her, like, the goal in our life is not like, listen, there's no one wants to deal with bullshit. No one wants to deal with drama. No one wants to deal with shitty jobs and, you know, bullshit ass friends and toxic relationships and, you know, passive aggressive encounters. Like no one wants to deal with any of that stuff. But at the end of the day, the reality is that you're going to deal with that shit. You're going to deal with shit. 
And I wish there was another word for it that I could think of, but it's just, just, it's just shit. It's not good. It stinks. It's, it's not appealing and it's just shit. That's the word of the day. Okay. And you know, you're never going to not deal with it. Right. But the end goal is to come out of these situations at peace and happy, right? It's, it's, it's not, how do we avoid these problems? It's how do we move? How do we navigate these problems or situations so that we come out on the other side and we're happy? That's really the goal. And I, for one, know a lot about being complacent and being comfortable and settling. And it happened for a little bit in my life. I want to say like, I want to say like it happened for like a year and then I just snapped out of it. And, you know, it's easy to feel stuck. And I think that's where a lot of people also fall into settling in certain situations is because you feel like there is absolutely no way out. And let's be, let's, let's, let's be serious. It is a lot easier to remain complacent than it is to leave our comfort zone, to try to grab onto something that we really want, that we know is better for us. And, you know, we make a million and one excuses to justify our settlement. And, you know, the reason that I don't settle is because 10 times out of 10, I'm going to have regretted the fact that I settled for something less than what I wanted. And I think settling for less than we deserve and settling less than what we wanted are two very different things. Do you know what I mean? And because there's a lot of things that we actually deserve and there's a lot of things that we want. And there's also a lot of things that we need. And, you know, the fear of leaving our comfort zone to grab that thing that we want and yes deserve it is a huge huge choice and I know that and the thing is I'm someone who's like I'm very pushy and I've turned my husband into also like a pushy person he's also come to the point he's also come to the point where He's also very pushy with people who like to remain comfortable in their bubble, not take, like, he's very pushy, and he's come, and it's funny, because when I first met my husband, he was the complete opposite. My husband would settle. Like, I remember there was one conversation, there's just one conversation that sticks in my brain all the time. And it was when my husband and I were first dating and it honestly just broke my heart and it spoke volumes in so many different ways and so many different layers. And like, I always knew that I was going to be successful. 
I knew that. Have I reached that pinnacle yet? No. Have I reached a layer of it? Yes, I have. But I always knew that I was going to be successful. And there's this one conversation that I had with my husband years ago when we were first dating. This is almost 10 years ago. And my husband looked at me in my face and told me that he was okay with having just an okay life. That he was okay with essentially living a life of complacency and just being okay. And I'm like, and I looked at him and I said, that does, like, I was so, I was so taken aback because that's not what I wanted. I was like, no, I want a fulfilled life. I want a, I want a large life. I want a life of, 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 of joy and adventure and, and love and happiness and whatever, like, okay. Like you just want to get up and do your routine every day. And like, just like, like, like you just like, that's what you want. Like mediocrity is what you want. And I was just like, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but I was like, stick with me, baby. And I tell you, your life will be fuller than anybody that you've ever met. And it has been. And I always bring up that conversation to him. And it's just the craziest thing that I always knew that my life, like, like, yeah, it took a long time to get here, but I always knew what I wanted. And I got to the point, I think I was like 21 when I finally started to realize, like, I was like, nah, fuck this. I was like, what I want, I'm gonna get it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and that's when I started really manifesting my life. That's when I really started speaking my future into existence because there was no fucking way that I was going to settle for anything less ever. And I keep a page like I have a page you know, like when you buy a planner and it says like your goals for this year, like what you're going to accomplish. There's a page from a planner for 2019. And I wrote down all the things that I was going to accomplish. This was obviously in 2018. And I bought a planner for 2019. Everything that I have on that page, I did it. And I save that. Like I save it all the time. And now my husband and I do this routine where and I actually got the idea from someone that I follow on Instagram. I love her. Um, her Instagram is the Stiletto Me Up on Instagram. And I just adore her. I'm like obsessed with her. I think she probably fucking knows that. I mean, she's never going to listen to my show, but whatever. Um, anyway, so she actually does it with her husband. So and I just completely bit off the idea because I loved it so much. And basically all of all of the goals that we want to accomplish for the next year. So on New Year's Eve, we write down all the goals that we want to accomplish that year coming. And then, you know, so let's say, so 2021, New Year's Eve, we wrote all of our goals for 2022. New Year's Eve 2022, we're going to open 2021's goals and then write down 2023's goals. Anyway, we started doing that first of all, because I loved it. But before we would write it down in an envelope and do that method, we would always like write it down in a book somewhere and then just forget about it. So truthfully, the only thing that I bit off was the date and like opening it. 
<laughs> but we would always like write it down. Like I would write it down on a piece of paper and then we would talk about it and we would essentially just like envision it and manifest it. And we would spend like hours doing that. And I knew that I wanted a certain life and I was not going to settle because I think for a lot of my life, I did settle for things that just weren't for me. And I settled in love, in my job, school, friendships. And now that all of that has changed, my life is just so much better. And even in even in love, I know so many people that settle in their relationships. It's different when you have children and I get that like I get that like for my son like if my if my marriage was just like complete incomplete shambles or whatever I would do everything in my power like that's the one thing that I would happily settle so that my son can have a a a home you know, with his father, I don't know, that's, it's just, it's really difficult, because half of me would settle, and the other half of me wouldn't, because it's like that my son is going to grow up seeing his two parents not love each other, it's so hard, see, but that's why I won't even talk about relationships and love, because it's so difficult to make that fucking decision, because it's like, okay, do you leave, and then your child, like, this is specifically with people who have children, it's like, do you leave your marriage and you put your kids through a divorce? Let me tell you something. Like, my parents' divorce didn't affect me, but there are people out there who are, like, in their fucking 30s and the divorce of their parents from when they were, like, seven still fucks with them to this day and they're in their fucking 30s. So it's like, do you put your children through a divorce or do you stay in an unhappy marriage and then your children grow up in a home that's not happy and filled with love. It's like, it's not, it's like, there's no fucking win there. Like, there's really not a win. And I mean, if you're not married, bitch, you better leave. I mean, if you're not, I'm sorry, if you're not married, it's stupid. If you know, if you don't have children, bitch, you better go. I'll tell you right now, you better go. Mm-mm. Let me tell you something. If you're in a relationship and you don't got kids... And let me tell you something. I put myself in other women's shoes who are in relationships that are just not fucking good. And I think about it with children. I think about it without children. Yo, children, I'm, I'll I'll sit there for five years thinking about what I'm going to do. Because it's of the well-being of my son. If I didn't have kids, bitch, I'm fucking out. Sign the divorce papers. Let's split everything that we got to split. Bitch, deuces. I'm out of here. See ya children hell no that's a whole different story that's why i won't even speak on that shit you can't just be like oh leave you can't i will not speak on it that's why that right there ooh, that shit is hard leaving a man but the thing is it's but the thing is like even for myself i say to my parents because my my parents have separated a couple times but then they got divorced um Jesus, I think like four years ago or like something like that. Anyway, five years ago, I don't know. And 
I say to them all the time, you should have broken up the first, like you should have gotten divorced the first time. Then put us through all that, all those years of back and forth and back and forth to only be divorced now. I say that to them all the time. I'm like, you guys would have been so much happier apart. But my mind, I grew up very young because of the things that I was going through in my house. I grew up very young. So my mindset was always much older. So my my brain at 15 was like 19, 20. But that's not the case for a lot of 15-year-olds. So it could have completely fucked them up. And then also, too, my brother's four years younger than me. So my brother was 11. Like, like I said, I have seen videos of people in their fucking 30s, almost 40s, talk about their fucking parents' divorce when they were seven. And it still bothers them and it still messes with them. And it's just like, imagine a le- like an 11-year-old. So one, what, what would have been good with me would not have been good with my brother. That's why that shit right there, ooh, I don't touch that shit with a 10-foot pole, girl. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. Hell no. And I'm not talking about, like, cheating. Like, I'm not talking about, like, devastating, like, marital issues. I'm talking about things that can make a marriage dwindle. Lack of communication. Dishonesty. Secrets. Like, you don't have to be cheating on nobody or you don't have to, like, no abuse or whatever. But it's just, like, shit can happen in a marriage that can can force you to hit rocky roads and stuff. So it's, like, what do you do there? Maybe that'll be an episode for season four. <laughs> but I don't touch that shit with a 10 football, I'm telling you right now. But if you don't have, but this is, that, like I said, specifically have children. If you don't have children, bitch, you better fucking leave better fucking leave um and (laughs) i'm telling you you better fucking go because let me tell you something when you settle for less than what you deserve or what you want in the long run you end up getting less than what you settled for i mean that to me is crazy. Like I remember being in college and I learned about a concept called your actual self and your ideal self. And that right there stuck with me too in the way that I manifest my life and like the way I just don't settle, right? Cuz there's my actual self. That's who I am right now. My ideal self is who I want to be, the situations I want to be in. And when I look at her, I'm like, "Damn, girl." We have a lot of work to do and I'm not settling until I get there. I'm telling you right now, but that is me because I spent so much of my life settling. And you know what happens when you settle too much and you don't find the inspiration to snap out of it. And I'll tell you when I snapped out of it, I'm going to tell you that because I never talk shit without solutions. When you settle too much, it's like it's like when we talk about changing your mindset, changing a habit, right? Altering your perspective. It's an everyday process. And then when you change your perspective on something that you want, for example, let's say working out. If you want to work out and you want to be someone that's healthier and you want to change a habit, 
you need to, a habit is not something that you need to actively do because it is a habit. So it's just something that you do. For example, me drinking coffee, it's a habit that I do. It's just in my day, right? But then there are people who, you know, if you actively want to try to do something, you must work at it every day until it becomes a habit. That can also happen in a negative way when you settle. So if you're constantly settling for something and you're constantly essentially letting yourself down, living in complacency and and essentially you're kind of disappointing yourself when you do that shit every single day, it then becomes a habit and then you don't know that you're doing it anymore and then you're just stuck. You are completely you're it's like you're stuck in dried up tar. Like there's no fucking getting out of it and I think that when that happens when you become stuck you forget what confidence and ambition and drive feels like you forget that because you feel so incredibly stuck in your current situation and it is it has to be one of the most frustrating things that someone can go through and it's it's a difficult thing to escape. Mediocrity is a very difficult thing to escape. There's a lot of people who live a mediocre ass life and I look at them and I don't want to be there. I was there. Let me just say that. I was there for sure. I was in my late teens, early 20s. And let me tell you something. There are people that are in their fucking 30s dealing with this. 40s. I recognized it when I was young. Okay. And it. So there was a lot of things that happened in a span of a year. And I tell you, a year can change your fucking life. It did for me. When I was 20, turning 21, my my 21st year of life completely changed the way that my life would co- totally continue. It really did, I have to tell you. It was like year 20 and 21 that really just like changed my fucking life. So I was cool. When I was in college, basically, it was to the point where I never would show up to class. I got my financially taken away. Um, I was borderline not going to get my degree. Um, And that was one wake up call for me because then I had to come out of pocket and pay for my classes out of my pocket. And then it was going to take me even longer to get my degree because I could only afford one class at a time. And my parents were not going to help me because I fucked up. So then, you know, that was a wake up call number one. And I think what ended up happening to me was I kept getting a reality check at every single turn in my life. Another reality check was I went to Dunkin Donuts before school one day and I bought, I think it was a cup of coffee and like a little sandwich or whatever. It was like $4 and $4 and change. My card got declined. Because I only had $3 in my bank account. 
and I looked so embarrassed. God bless her heart. She gave me the coffee and sandwich. I could not afford four fucking dollars at Dunkin' Donuts. That was wake up call number two. And I remember one day driving in my in my Toyota Corolla and I'm driving down a highway and I was like, nah, I could be homeless. Like, fuck this shit. I was because I was so frustrated. But the thing is, I was doing it too much. Like I would this was like I was just self-destructing. And then as I was self-destructing, I was just settling. Like I just didn't give a fuck no more. I was done. Like I was like, nah, like I'm done. Like because in my mind, trying to be successful or trying to go above and beyond to get the things that I want just seemed so far out of my reach and it seemed unachievable to me. Because there were so many doors smacked in my face. Another wake-up call. I got rejected from FIT for the third fucking time. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to apply one more time. Fuck third time's trying. Fucking fourth time's trying. I'm going to tell you something. I will get into that school. I'm telling you that right now. FIT. If someone from fucking FIT can hear me three fucking times, sis. But I'll tell you one thing. That fourth time, you're going to see my fucking name. I have a different name, so don't even try to play me. <laughs> you guys. I feel like Kim Kardashian with the bar. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to get into that motherfucking school. <laughs> I got rejected from FIT for the third fucking time. So in my brain, shit is just happening to me. Like in my mind, like my mind cannot fathom all the shit that's happening to me. And what it was is it was different wake up calls. It was boom, boom. But it was one after another, after another, after another. I was working, uh, I was working at a Kenneth Cole. And uh, work was just also a mess it was just a fucking nightmare work was just fucking terrible and i was making like 10.75 an hour and um i learned that nothing is working nothing that i'm doing is fucking working i'm not any closer to where i want to be i'm living at home my relationship i mean my relationship at that point was great, but it was also terrible. And it was terrible because of outside influences. Had nothing to do with my husband. It had to do with everyone on the outside. Had to do with it had to do with the situation that we were in. My relationship was I tell you one thing, if shit did not change, my husband and I would not be together. Because of so many outside, I'm telling you. And I realized that something had to change. And I realized that it was not only was I settling, but I was thriving in mediocrity. Like shit was just not getting any better. Like it was just at a stagnant, like mediocre shit. Honestly, I don't know if it got worse, but it was just. I was doing the same fucking thing every day and nothing was changing. And then when all of these things like started to happen to me, I was like, yo, I was like, this is not it. Like I I was like, yo, this is not the fucking wave. Like this is just not it. And that is around the time when I learned about your actual self, your ideal self. This is around the time that I, you know, really self-reflected on what I wanted and what I needed and I had a professor at my college um, who 
actually I had to text her. She doesn't even know I have a son. Um, literally was just my inspiration and she helped me through so many things and she helped me see like that I could have anything I wanted. Like she literally, like I had gotten like a, like a, like a, like a one oh one on my test. It was like an extra point. Cause it was like a bonus question. And she like looked at me and she was like, you can do this. It's like you're getting in your own way, but you can do this because I was failing everything. And when I had to pay for my class out of pocket is when I really started to try in school and that it just shit was just changing. Do you know what I'm saying? So with each like reality check that was happening to me, it shifted my mind to say there's no fucking way. Because then I thought about it too. I was like, first of all, I don't want to work in retail for the rest of my life. I'm not about to settle and work in retail. I'm not about to settle and live in some bullshit ass apartment. I'm not about to settle and be, I was like, no, this is not the fucking, I was like, yo, this is not the life I want to live. Because I literally saw the mediocre ass life I was about to live. And there was no fucking way I was about to do that shit. I'm telling you right now. And it's like with each reality check, it's like, yo, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb. It was like so much shit was coming into the light. I cut off mad friends. I fucking, yo, like, honestly, it was such a reinventing time for me. Like, I don't think that I actually fully fucking understand until right now how, like, and my mind is fucking blown, bro. Like, seriously, because it was year 20 and 21. And on my 21st birthday, shit, so much shit happened. But I begged my husband to let me quit my job so that I, and he supported me so I can go to school full time and I could graduate by the time I turned, right before I turned 22. And he was like, okay, but after your 22nd, after your 22nd birthday, like I'll let you celebrate the holidays, but you need to find a job. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I got it. During that time, it was like, yo, I was nonstop. I was teaching myself graphic design. I was going to school full time, bitch. I went to school spring, summer, winter, motherfucking fall. I went to school and every single fucking semester that they would let me go. I was taking like seven classes. There was no way that I was, I was done. Like I was done living this bullshit ass life. I was like, fuck this shit. I was like, I'm fucking done, bro. And thank God for my husband, because I was able to focus on school. I was able to do whatever, what the, what the fuck I needed to do. And also thank God. And this is something that I was blessed with. My brother at the time was graduating high school. And so my parents, instead of like buying us a car, like they bought us cars, but like not in high school, they did it after. But instead of like buying us a car or buying us something, they would always try to take us on a trip whenever we graduated. Um, because my parents are from, first of all, my parents are like from the hood where not a lot of people graduated to like graduating high school is like a super, super big thing. Um, so they really loved to celebrate the graduation of high school. So, um, my parents are from like the GED age. (laughs) So when we graduated high school, they would take us on a trip. So I went to Mexico. My brother, um, wanted to go to Spain. So we all went to Spain. So I was 21 and we all went to Spain and that trip changed my life too. And that was in the summertime. 
And I remember I was taking summer classes and I was actually doing it with my god brother. So him and I were up late when everybody was sleeping and him and I were on our computers taking our fucking classes and doing our homework and taking our tests online and doing the whole fucking blackboard portal and all that shit in fucking Spain so that I so that him and I could graduate. And when I tell you my whole world changed that trip changed my life because I was that trip changed my life in in addition to everything that trip was the cherry on top because I was like nah I was like this is my life right here like that like travel do it like just being that's my fucking life that's what I want and I remember talking to my husband I was like yo the only thing missing is that you're not my husband didn't come with us I was like the only thing that you're, is missing is that you're not here like I just want you to be here so I can experience this with you and I literally saw my future I was like okay and I saw the future I was going to have I was like all right bet this is what the fuck I want and so then that was like in June I graduated in December I got my job at um where I'm at now um I work for an entertainment company and I've been there since and now I have my brands and podcasts and bought my house have my son boom 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 anyway It was a long road, but I've been there and it takes a lot to come out of being stuck. Okay. You can come out of that sticky ass, hot, dried up tar. You can, cause I did. And I've come to the conclusion that life Life, let me tell you something. Life is not short. Life is very long. Especially when you feel like you're stuck. Especially when you feel like you're settling. Life is fucking long. And it is hard. It's, it just goes by really fast sometimes. Like I look at my son and I'm like, holy shit. I had you nine months ago. Bro, like that to me just, and he, it's just, it happens so fast. And because time is a thief and life can go by very quickly, you will blink and realize 10 years of your life are completely gone and you've been stuck the entire time. And life is too precious to settle for less than what you want. The only, the only way to really come out of feeling stuck or living in mediocrity is to change your mindset, to go through a reinvention, to have to, to renew your mind. And you must do your best to think differently. You need to get rid of what has not worked. And you need to indulge on the things that have worked. And you need to essentially create a strategy, have a plan in motion for you to be able to come out of this. It is, life is too precious to settle for the shit that we do not want. Want. Keyword, want. And it's important to embrace and realize and understand your potential 
in your life and what you can actually achieve. And when you realize that, then you're also going to realize that you are wasting a lot of fucking time not tapping into your potential to get the things that you want. And the moment that you come to that realization, the moment that that you have this epiphany reinvention, yo, the fucking everything just starts to fall into place. And then it becomes like a domino effect. It's the strangest thing. Like, you know, when you see people just like, yo, they're out here thriving. Like, I it brings me to the to the episode of Kardashians where Kim got the fucking Vogue cover SNL and then Sports Illustrated, like in a couple months of each other. The do- everything just starts to fall into place. And then it's just like a domino effect of of thriving success. It's just like boom, 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 boom. And success looks different to a lot of people. Okay, so whatever that means to you, it will just happen and it will just fall into place. And when you come out of that settlement and you start to see your life completely shift, you then come into a new chapter of excellence. This new chapter of excellence is where you then realize then you become extremely selective with the things, the people, the jobs, the situations and the environments that you have in your life. You then in this chapter of excellence, you then continue on this journey throughout your life of progression and success that will just continue and grow and prosper as you continue to navigate your life. And with that, I will bid you adieu. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you for an incredible season three. I cannot believe how much we've grown. I just, I am so thankful for all of you who listen, who follow on Instagram, who reach out, who want to be on the show, who, I mean, it's just incredible what has changed, even in these short months. And it's because of you. And I thank you so much, so, so, so much for listening to Latina Lee and listening to me and just really being here and being, you know, part of the Latina Lee fam. I appreciate you guys so, so, so much. I thank you. Thank you. Um, you can follow us at Latina Lee Podcast. I will be still posting on there. Um, if you want to be on the show... I've never done this before. If you want to be on the show, email me at latinalipodcast at gmail.com or you could DM us on Instagram, okay? You could check out our merch on Amazon. Um, For more information on that, you can go to our Instagram and it's under our merch highlight. Um, We are on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Anchor Podcasts. I am going to try to get us onto Amazon as well. Um, 
I thank you all so much. Thank you for an incredible season three. I am looking so forward to talking to you guys in season four. I am Kaya Rose. This is Latina Lee, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye.